This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Our show, basically, which we react usually pessimistically and optimistically, in my case, um, to Arsenal matches, reactions, transfers, discussions, everything regarding Arsenal. And also, we do our preview shows looking ahead to the next Arsenal game. And typically for these, I'm joined by our members, and it's no different. Today, I'm joined by three of them. Absolute pleasure to have them with me. Oh, we've got a sneak peek of Kian's lineup there. Uh, he'll get onto that in a little bit. Um, but it's absolutely a pleasure to have you guys with me. First of all, Raheel, how you doing, mate? Are you well? Yeah, all good, Tom. Just uh, a bit nervous about tomorrow's game. Like I was uh, mentioning off air, it's been a long week waiting uh, for the next game. So let's hope it's been it's going to be a good day tomorrow and we can get the win and into the semis. Yeah, we could, we can only hope, mate. We can only hope. Uh, also joined by Pablo. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Yeah, I'm doing well, Tom. Thanks for having us again. And French like I am literally bricking it for tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to that at all. Yeah, yeah. I think you and me both, mate. You and me both. Uh, and finally, we've got a sneak peek of his lineup. And of course, you may have seen a little certain someone are playing at right back, as we can always expect with this guy. <laughs> Kid, how you doing, mate? Are you well? Yeah, not bad, man. You uh, glad to have be back on. Uh, yeah, again, like everyone else, a bit nervous. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not the only one, mate, and I'm sure we're going to talk about. It. I mean, we might as well kick off with that. Real, you asked me as soon as you joined, how am I kind of feeling about this, and and what are we feeling towards it? Out of one to ten, how nervous are you sitting on this game right now? Nine point five, I would say. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've been this nervous in a long time for any game um, because I, our season rides on this game, right? I mean, if we lose tomorrow, that's our season done. I don't know how I'm going to get myself up to watch the rest of the season and rest of the games in the Premier League. So, yeah, very nervous. But hopefully, hopefully we can get the job, job done tomorrow. Do you think there's anything specific that you're looking for? Like a, a dream scenario, of course, is that we win. But what individually, for kinds of players-wise, are you looking for for tomorrow? Well, there's. I think Arteta. Well, they asked the question in Arteta's press conference, 
uh, about senior players. And I am looking at the senior players to step up, uh, depending on who's fit and available and who's going to start. But uh, yeah, the senior players have to step up. They've been here before. Obama Yang has been here before. He won us the FA Cup. So him, Lacazette, um, Xhaka, Partey, all the senior players that are in the squad need to really step up. Uh, so I'm looking forward uh, to them stepping up, but I'm not confident. I'm more confident in our youth because uh, we've seen this season that they're the ones who've driven us uh, forward or driven us a little bit forward. But uh, yeah, so senior players need to step up, but I am more hopeful with the, with the young players. Yeah, you and me both, but I think we've we've relied a lot on these kind of youth kids to, to come in and, and really be the difference makers for us this season. We've got a little bit of team news, Pablo, regarding who is and who isn't going to be available. And I think one of those key players that is going to be available for us is Bakayo Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe. Those two coming back into the fold is huge for us. But is it? are you a little bit concerned that we're relying on the kids to, again, drag us through to a big result? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, if they wasn't playing, then I would really struggle to watch the game tomorrow because, as we said, relying on William and all these sort of senior players. And for a club the size of Arsenal to rely on 19, 20-year-olds to get you through is kind of scary. And it's like the other day I was watching the Paris Saint-Germain game versus Bayern Munich, and you look at the levels there from when they were playing, and we're scared to go and play Prague. <laughs> Thursday, so that that's just goes to show how much we've dropped as a club, unfortunately. And these kids are the ones that are going to have to dress through it. Yeah, and we have relied on these kids, as we've already talked about, so much this season. And and when you've seen a drop off in form from like Bakayo Saka. That, that gives you that little bit of worry because he's someone that when you don't have him on hot form, you're relying on others that have let us down a lot this season to really come to the fore and, and seeing Bakayo Saka have that slight dip towards, I suppose, the last few weeks or so. He looked electric again, Sheffield United again, which was great, but we're hoping that we've got, we're going to see the best from him. Um, Kia, with the injuries, of course, we saw some strange uh, happenings in regards to team selection and where certain players were playing. Sabayos, Xhaka, Saka, all of these guys play kind of roles that are a little bit different to what they're usually expected from. Do you think because of the situation of injuries, we're once again going to see these unorthodox roles being used? I think so, yeah. Um, for me, as you see my lineup later, I think Jacka played a very, very good part at left back, um, and I do it. I do it again, uh, simply because Sabayas had a good game. Uh, hopefully, his uh, form will stay there um, for this game. And to be fair, when we do watch Sabayas play, he is very passionate about playing for the club and passing beautiful balls to be fair to him um so i do i do want to see him playing i i would do i would have close enough to the same team against sheffield um but yeah no i think saka just proves again how vital he is and where he can play he can literally play anywhere i trust him in goal over leno at this stage um so yeah no i i, I don't mind and i think we will have a few changes tomorrow night yeah, I think we're going to see quite a few changes. In fact, what we'll do now is we'll go on to these lineups and Kian going in reverse order and starting with you. Do you want to talk us through the team that you've selected? Yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of people saying Bellerin. Why is he here? Uh, why is he there? I mean, um, but for me, I think well, the one thing that we did wrong on Thursday, our last Thursday, 
was they had a high line and we didn't go over it or we didn't use our pace to attack it. And that proved it when Pepe and Aubameyang came on. Um, just before we came on, I did change Lacazette for Aubameyang because he didn't train today. But that was another reason why um, I think Bellerin, he, he has pace still. So that's why I'd have him running up and down the wing. Uh, Saka's good at covering him anyway if, if we do have a little bit of trouble. Um, holding and Gabriel. Gabriel, I know Mary had a great game on Sunday, but Gabriel, he's bigger. He's got more pace than Mary, so I would, I would have him there. He's still our best centre back, um, and he, he get he again shows he wants to be at the club. So that's why Gabriel's there. I think again, Xhaka proves that he can play wherever he is put and he's willing to do it so if he's willing to do it play him sit left left back and just kind of do the exact same as what he did last week defend and he's we know he has a wicked left foot he's he can ping a ball so get him passing it over the over the back line of Slavia um so Bios and Partey Partey has he's done it against Arsenal in the Europa League with Aleko he knows what it's what it's like to be in the big stage so time to show it. Time to um, actually get this game going. Make the passes to Lacazette like what he did on Sunday, and stop giving into Slavia players because that wrecked my head the last day. Um, Smith Rowe, we have a ten back. A ten we has proved that we do need it in this squad, um, and Smith Rowe has been playing very well. He kind of dipped in form a little bit, but again, it's time to put the pressure on uh, and. We need this win. Uh, Saka speaks for himself. He is, he is the golden boy. Uh, Martinelli speaks for himself. He needs to start playing for us. He's, I know Aubameyang can play on the left hand side. Pepe can play on the left hand side. But Martinelli breaks things down. He runs. He's he's like a Jack Russell running at ankles, and he has to start proving and like Arteta has to start playing him more because even on Sunday it proved what he does for the team. And Lacazette, okay, I had Aubameyang for the pace, but he's well able to link play. Lacazette's very good at holding up the ball. I don't know if it's what we need against Slavia, but again, he's good at holding the ball and dinking over the top for Saka and Martinelli, who got pace on them. So let's hope they can finish. And yeah, that's why I'm going with this. Fair enough. Uh, let's go for Pablo. Uh, I, I should say Kian is the only one of the four of us that went for Xhaka at left-back. So I suppose an interesting thing to talk about, Pablo, is why you've gone with Saka at left-back and Xhaka back in the midfield. Uh, because I found that a lot of their threat came down the right-hand side. They've got a few young players there with a lot of pace and creative as well. Don't ask me their names. I can't remember. Seema <laughs> um, and uh, Dorley were the two. Yeah, that's the one. And they were pretty good down that side. Um, I think with Martinelli and Saka, you get a lot of pace, a lot of creativity, and they both track back as well and don't mind defending. I remember when Saka played left-back last time, um, where he went through that period of playing left-back, um, he actually played really well in that position. Um, I think we've got enough going forward to be able to sacrifice Saka playing left-back. I say sacrifice, but that's probably our best option, to be honest with you. Um, outside of Tini. So that's why I've gone with Saka in the back. Um, again, for the same reasons as Kian, I've got Gabriel alongside him. Um, it's a bit unfortunate, really, because Mary has played so well every time he's played. Um, but for some odd reason, Gabriel just has that little edge for me. 
Um, Holding and Cedric, I think this is more of a Cedric game rather than Bellerin, um, especially with, with me having Pepe on that side. Um, I believe that Pepe is just a much better player with Cedric behind him than with Bellerin. Um, Saka, obviously, we can see he's missed in centre midfield when he's not playing. Um, although Sabayas did well, I wouldn't trust him centre midfield with Partey for this game. I prefer to have a bit more stability. And then the attacking four, uh, I think it's pretty much self-explanatory. They all, the players inform the players that we kind of want. Um, my only point about Martinelli at the moment, though, I'm a bit sort of a bit off topic, but I'm a bit concerned about all the um, pressure that's sort of building on him, as if like he's the one that's going to save us for the rest of the season. Um, he's a talented young boy, he plays really well, but I think we're putting way too much on him. And if Arteta spots that, he might sort of pull him back again from the squad. Fair enough. Uh, just before we go to... Uh, actually, no, you know what, first, we'll go through Raheel's lineup, and then there's a little bit of breaking news we need to talk about in a second. So, Raheel, talk us through the team. So, my my uh, lineup is pretty similar to Pablo's, except... Pablo Mari is in there uh, instead of uh, Gabriel. And the reason why I put Mari in there is even though Gabriel like is technically a better defender, I think for me, centre-back is all about partnerships. And we've seen in the past that Mari and Holding have a much better partnership compared to Holding and Gabriel. When Gabriel is next to Holding, I feel a bit nervous. He seems a bit nervous, I guess, because Holding lacks experience. But when Gabriel was next to Luis... They both look like a solid solid partnership. And Mari and Holding, if I'm not mistaken, have been our best centre-back uh, center pairing in terms of clean sheets. So when they played, when they have played together, they do tend to keep a few clean sheets. So that's why I've gone with uh, Mari instead of Gabriel. Uh, again, because we need goals in this game, I've gone for Saka as a left-back. Uh, and the left foot, right foot combination on both sides. So Saka, Martinelli and Pepe, Cedric on the other wing. Uh, also, Xhaka can then drop into that left back position when Saka bombs forward uh, the way uh, Xhaka drops back when Tierney, uh, when Tierney does. Sorry. Um, so that's why I've gone for Saka. We need goals. So it's going to be very important that we have a lot of creativity on, on both wings. And then up front um, or in the number 10, I, um, as most of you will know that Odegaard and Aubameyang didn't train, so it was quite an easy pick there. And Martinelli, I mean, after his performance from uh, Sunday, we, we have to give him another chance. And I, I don't want to see William there, so Martinelli gets in there. And Pepe, I think he's been quite decent this season, given that the whole team hasn't been performing. Pepe, especially in the Europa League, he's got a few goals and assists, and he's a player that even though you might think during the game he isn't doing much, he might pop up with a goal or a brilliant ball or, or for an assist. So I think Pepe needs to get a good run of games. Um, yeah, and I think with that team, hopefully we can we can get through. Let me just go through mine and then we'll discuss this uh, bit of news that's just come out. Uh, my 11, it's very simple, very similar to you guys. Uh, Leno Chambers is the only one that I've put in at right back. I, I think he's played exceptionally well when he's been called upon this season in the second half and even going forwards, especially against West Ham, I thought he's been really good. Um, and I think dealing with 
their kind of wide play and having Chambers there is is absolutely fine in, in my view. And I think he has looked good enough that I would keep him there. Um, holding a Gabriel at the back is, I mean, holding has to play because we don't have Louise. Gabriel comes back in after being rested against Sheffield United. I did put Saka at left back, mainly because starting uh, Martinelli kind of on the left-hand side, you've got those two alternating left and right footers. If you wanted to put a Cedric in there, having two right footers on the left, I think leaves you a little bit short in terms of variation. Xhaka and Partey uh, and then Emil Smith-Rowe in front is, is an easy pick. Of course, if Smith-Rowe doesn't start, then I would be tempted to throw Cedric in at, at uh, uh, kind of the left back slot, maybe move Martinelli onto the right, Pepe onto the left, and Saka into the middle just to cause a little bit more variation again. And Lacazette stays up top. Um, the, what I want to talk about um, is some news which you may or may not have seen has literally just come out um, about Kudela, the uh, Slavia Prague defender that, of course, was accused of uh, racism against former Arsenal uh, youth product Glenn Kamara against Celt uh, Celtic Rangers. Um, and he's now, it's been confirmed that he's been given a 10-match uh, UEFA ban uh, for that behaviour. And what I found even more surprising is that Glenn Kamara has been given a three-game ban for assault uh, during the game. Now, I personally didn't see the assault part during the replays and stuff. And I'm a little bit confused by that. Maybe people in the chat box can educate uh, and let us know. But even then, like we know that what happened there is, is a, a reaction to being racially abused, which I, mean, I could, can't imagine what that must feel like. I want to get your guys' views on this and get your thoughts and feelings. I know it's a sensitive topic, so feel free to speak as openly as, as you like about it. Rahil, I'll start with you, mate. What's your kind of reaction to seeing a 10-game ban for someone that's been found guilty of racism on the football pitch? Well, I, I honestly think that's too light of a ban. I think there should be harsher punishments. Uh, even in the past, they haven't been... I think UEFA, FIFA, they, take, they seem to take it a bit lightly when, when it comes to giving out punishments because there isn't enough accountability on issues like these. It's going to keep on happening. And that is the biggest issue we have not just in football, in general society, it's that instances or, uh, or situations like these get very lightly punished. And, and that's why it keeps on happening. Because, I mean, the, the player will think, yeah, 10 matches is a long time, but it's now till the end of the season. I guess it's around 10 games. And the next season is going to be playing back. So is there really a fair fair punishment for for something that we can all agree we need to get out of football and out of the society. So I, I, I'm really disappointed and I don't understand why Kamara got the ban. I mean, I saw the uh, I saw the, the highlights and I didn't think it was much of an assault. So why would he get a ban? And if you're racially abused, I don't know what kind of reaction you're, you're expecting from someone who's just gotten racially abused, uh, especially on a pitch where the emotions are already running high. So... I think that's a completely unfair ban and I think we should be much harsher repercussions in order for us to, to move forward and get rid of racism. Uh, at this instance, it's going to keep happening because the punishment is not uh, sufficient or har harsh enough, in my opinion. Mm. Pablo, I mean, do you agree with Rahil in terms of it being not a harsh enough punishment? And, and I suppose the more difficult question is that how do you then quantify what is a harsh enough punishment for something as abhorrent as this? Um, I, I, I personally agree. I think 10 games is not enough. It's not enough of a ban. 
The problem is, is you've got to do it. Obviously, everyone wants to kick. Everybody wants to kick races about football. Um, you need to give a punishment that is going to make people think twice before they do it. Yeah, the ten games is almost like a slap on the wrist sort of thing. So say like, don't do that again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it, it's, yeah. it's not that much of a punishment that warrant for what happened. Um, and in terms of Kamara getting the free much ban, I mean, if you think about it, he retaliated to obviously the racial incident that happened, um, and that's a free game ban. And then uh, the actual person that caused the whole issue and was actually racist got 10. So even then just shows you that the ratio ain't right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're effectively saying that the racism there is just over three times as worse as, as what camera has done. It, exactly. That's what I mean. So just looking at that, it doesn't kind of make sense to me. But yeah, I mean, UEFA, FIFA, Premier League, whatever it is, or FA, sorry, they've got to really stamp this out. Because to me, instead of getting better, he seems to be creeping in a lot more. It's almost like the more we sort of highlighted it, the more he's coming back. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's weird. I, I found it strange almost that being behind closed doors, more incidents of player racism has, for me, like kind of crept up on us a little bit. And we've seen more incidents of it happening um, and, and accusations being made as well. We saw it in La Liga the other week with the Cadiz defender Juan Cala um, on Mukta Diakabi from, from Valencia. We're seeing it with Cudela and Kamara. It's just something that maybe the fans not being in the ground, the fact that we can hear things a lot more clearly from the players is revealing some really sinister and, and horrible things that's going on behind the scenes. Kian, what, what's your reaction to the, the ban for both players? I've, I don't I don't really know. Like, I, I do agree with the two lads who are healing Pablo that it's not at all a big enough uh, punishment. But what, what I, I don't understand is if UEFA or FIFA or whoever are giving this little ban, why are they making players kneel in front of, in, for every game? Like, what's the point? Like, I, I don't get it. Um, and it, another thing last Thursday was Arsenal players were kneeling down and Slavia were just standing there. Oh. They were just looking at them. Like, what's what what's going to change? If if they're not if they're willing to come out after this incident and say, we stand up, we were against racism, this and that, then why um, do they not take the knee when the Arsenal players are doing it? Like, why aren't they doing something else? Like, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember what team did it. But they touched the something for the uh, World War Two instead of taking the knee. There's mm. there's something else that they could have done. But, and then straight away I said, Arsenal, this is literally us against racism. Everyone's going to be supporting Arsenal tomorrow night, especially now because of this. Like, why is Kamara getting a three-match ban? Like, is it to say, oh, uh, because we gave it to one, we have to give it to the other? No, we can't do that because... If you're standing up for racism, you got to back the person who was racially abused. That's my stance on it. Yeah, that, it's a good point you raised there. I, I didn't even touch upon it. That the lack of support for someone there who has been racially abused, and and they're banning this guy. I mean, look, assault is is wrong. I haven't seen the incident. I haven't seen him do anything. But the fact of the matter is, is that you got to think about things contextually. But someone being racially abused, it's. No one's going to stand there and do nothing when, when they've received that. And, it, it, yeah, it's exceptionally... Sorry, I, Tom, I'm just can I just uh, really, add something? The, the whole taking the knee, I get that. You know, I know that we have to raise awareness. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's just like a publicity stunt because if you're not backing that action, 
then what's the point of doing it? That's why when, when Zaha came out and said he's not going to take the knee, I completely get that because yeah, 100%. If, you're, if you're giving out such weak commands for such such harsh uh, um, racist uh, instances, then then I, I don't see the point of taking the knee. What, 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 it, you, you have to back um, with action and you can't just take the knee every game and then uh, players are getting away with with uh, with all this. So yeah, I just wanted to say that I, I completely get why some players would be reluctant to take the knee, who yeah. feel like there the, there should be harsher punishments for incidences. Yeah, I think, um, and I remember we when me and John did the Let's Talk Arsenal pod, and we talked about uh, this, and it came up. And I remember Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast was in the chat and was saying that the kind of the, the whole take of the knee is is a, is a show of togetherness. It's showing that everyone is obviously against it. But I completely get the, the perspective that there are players that will basically turn around and say, look, what's the point? Because nothing's changing. There's still these racist incidents happening. The punishments are lackluster and they are basically putting an equivalent measure against other incidents which are nowhere near as, as serious as, and, and people aren't taking these incidents as serious as they need to be. We, at the end of the day, there is very little us as individuals can really do. But all I can implore people to say is that we need to raise awareness of it. If you see it going on, you need to report it to us wherever you can, if feasibly possible. I get, I mean, Swansea City as a club took a week, I think it was a week out of social media in protest against how social media are dealing with this kind of things. And actually, I had a really good chat with Hugh Izzy on the watch along on last Thursday. Well, kind of my view very much is I think we need to make sure everyone's got identification, but he isn't in favour of that. And he highlighted some really good points as to why that's not always going to be work because people can be found to be doing things that aren't in the kind of normal society you would perceive to be as fairly normal, but in their society, they can be punished for it. So there's things that we need to kind of come to the fore and need to be discussed to find a balance about how we deal with this thing. But yeah, all we can say is that we implore you guys to make people aware of these situations, report things you see and and, uh, and condemn them when you do. Um, we will finish the show on a more upbeat, or I hope it's going to be upbeat, end with predictions. Um, <laughs> I say upbeat, but who knows with how we're going to be feeling around this. Um, Raheel, starting with you, mate, what's your prediction for the game? Um, I am nervous, like I mentioned at the beginning of the video, but I still think we have a squad and a team good enough to get through Slavia Prague. And after this news that just came out, I hope it gives some motivation to the players. I mean, we need all the motivation we can get. So with that in mind, I'm going for a 3-2 Arsenal win. I think it's going to be cagey. It's, uh, there's going to be goals because both teams will go for it. Um, and but the both defences don't look great, so I think there'll be lots of goals. And I think it's going to be 2-2, and then at the end, we'll just nick a 3-2 win. Pablo? Uh, I'm scared to give a prediction. Every time I say we're going to win, we lose. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of scared. 2-2? Can we go with 2-2? Because then I'm not saying we're winning, but at the same time, <laughs> it's a win for us. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with 2-2. <laughs> Some on the fence. Kid. Oh, I got Sheffield right, so I'm hoping I'm going to get this one right as well. I'm going to go 3-1. Um, Martinelli, um, Saka, and Partey from outside the box. 
Fair enough. Uh, in the chat box, there's a lot. John says 69 to 420, which is an incredible prediction. Uh, <laughs> I can't see that happening. Uh, Pablo uh, A says 3 0. Uh, Pablo from the Fraud Gang, of course. 3 uh, 0 Arsenal. Uh, Rudolph says 1 0. Ingars says 2 uh, 1. Arsenal, Pepe and Saka to score. Yonick says 1 1. We go through an extra time. Matt G says, I'm more confident with Saka and Emil Smith Rowe both being fit. I think 3 1. Uh, Javier says, We're going to win on penalties. <laughs> Uh, Nico says 3-1 Arsenal I think we'll finish our chances this time if the players get over the pressure Ed says 3-1 Martinelli and Pepe are going to run wild uh, Mike Hernandez says 2-0 uh, uh, to the Arsenal uh, A Skills says 4-1 uh, to the Arsenal I'm hoping that is Sandal says 4-1 to the Arsenal Gilson says 3-1 to the Arsenal and Martino says 3-0 uh, <laughs> Arsenal and uh, Wilson says uh, Slavia Prague 1 uh, Arsenal 3 so it's obviously uh, going to be a really, really horrible game, I think, to, to start with. And, and hopefully Arsenal can kind of put our nerves at ease by getting a couple of early goals, which would be great. I'm going to go for a 3-0 win because uh, I'm always the optimist. Uh, always the optimist. Cedric's going to come on and score a screamer in the second half after coming on there. So that's going to be great. And uh, and yeah, Lacazette and Martinelli are going to score once again. Um, so looking forward um, to this game is, is a tricky prospect to do. I'm apprehensive. I'm scared as hell. Um, but fingers crossed Arsenal can get the job done. A massive thank you to my panel. Thank you, Rahil. Really appreciate your time, mate. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. It was a great chat as always. No problem at all. You can find Rahil's stuff over at the Football Talk and his own uh, Twitter account at Rahil Durrani. Uh, Pablo, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks. Thanks again for having us, Tom. And um, yeah, just let's hope we win tomorrow, despite yes. our predictions. <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed. You can find Pablo on Twitter at Pablo Mira 11 And finally, Kian, mate, absolute pleasure as always. Cheers. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for uh, having a chat, lads. Good to talk to you again. Um, and this is a shout out for all Arsenal fans. Get your cans or get your alcohol ready because we're going to need it tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, mate. I've done, I stocked up. I went to Tesco. I've got them ready. It's, it's just a necessary thing. Uh, you can find Kian on Twitter at Reardon underscore Kian if you can spell it. Uh, which is a challenge in itself sometimes, <laughs> but you can see it on the screen as well. Um, a massive thank you to everyone that's tuned in today. We really appreciate all of you guys, as always, and of course the members of well that have helped put together these new graphics. It's the last show um, reveal of the different types of graphics that we got going on now, and I think you can agree that they're quite cool. Um, so uh, we really appreciate all the support that you've given to the channel, especially you guys, of course, Rahil, Pablo, and Kian. You've all helped to make this stuff happen, so we really appreciate it. And uh, if you'd like to help support the channel first, Further. make sure you join up as a member and get involved with the discord and coming on the shows and liking the videos and everything but we'll see you again very very soon and as always up the arse it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.